Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fail Sun Tragedy Hour podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And this is episode number 24. Now, before we start, I'd like to issue uh, a correction from the previous episode when we were discussing uh, the photo of the the gay Hollywood icons from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, uh, there was a statement in which one of us uh, said that there was no trans representation in the photo, and who boy were we wrong? Uh, yes, it appears that in my willful ignorance of not looking at the photo while recording, I made a blanket statement that was not correct. Uh, shout out to Banu and uh, Derek for po- uh, pointing that out. And uh, as retribution uh, for my statement, I will be sleeping in a coffin tonight. Um, and uh, I will force myself to drink some water, which is punishment enough. That is a good idea. Drink water. But uh, yeah, uh, in the photo was uh, Laverne Cox, who is a trans woman. Who uh, Honestly, I should have caught that, but we were recording at what, 10 p.m.? It was about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And, yeah. and I and I just gotten back from a very long trip. And what what do you expect us to do on this podcast? Research. Yeah, that only uh, that only happens once a month when we get too angry. Get and out of here. And I was I was uh, more focused on the fact that uh, RuPaul is in fact gay. <laughs> Come on. That that was the highlight of the earth shattering revelations. That made me laugh so fucking hard, Kyle. Yeah. Well. Uh, the Failson Tragedy Hour regrets the error, and uh, the offending members of the podcast have been fired. <laughs> oh, am I? Yeah, this is it. Bye, everyone. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and also, uh, Banu also helpfully pointed out to me that uh, the red ruby slipper on top of the piano in that image is because Judy Garland is was, in fact, a very prominent ally back in her that. day. I said that. I thought, honestly, I, I, I thought you were... Joking. No, she was a big ally, dude. I, I did not realize that. But yeah, Judy Garland was a big ally, very accepting of the LGBT community back in the day. And once again, we regret the error and sincerely apologize because, who oh boy, did we mess this one up. <laughs> we messed this up, uh, but unfortunately, this will not be the last time, and boy, oh boy, is it not the first time. Yep. Uh, as to our previous statement, uh, Involving the LGBT community, you do, in fact, have to hand it to them. <laughs> you, you really do. So, you really do. Uh, we will try and be better at this. Uh, but, it's, yeah, once again, thank you to Bono and Derek. It's easy. Oh. It's easy. All we have to do is simply be better. Not that hard, Kyle. That's right. So now that that's out of the way, uh, let's get to the main point of the episode today. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a long one. Uh, we are probably going to be very angry about it, and I do want to say that we will be talking in great detail about a situation that many listeners will find disturbing. So just to warn you up front, and we will probably reiterate that as we go along, but this episode we will be talking about uh, the death of George Floyd and his murder at the hands of the Minneapolis Police Department. And uh, just note, we will be forgoing our three segments, the fail son of the day, the Reddit, uh, the fail son advice, and fuck it, where's the joy? Uh, we'll be forgoing those today, uh, and we'll return with those next episode. Yeah, this is not a, this is not a conversation that really uh, demands levity. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, tough uh, to find a, a spot, if any, to... Uh, uh, throw in some funny ha-has. I, I, you already know I'll be making fun of uh, people in power, uh, but I will not be making fun of any victims. So, All right, so, uh, so let's get into it. Let's do it. George Floyd's friends knew him as Big Floyd, a gentle giant who had your back and was there for you when you were down. A native of Houston, Texas, he moved to Minnesota for work and to drive trucks, and he moved to be a better father to two daughters. He worked as a security guard at a restaurant where he would help clean up the bar after it closed and was known as a very nice guy and really good with customers. One of his coworkers at the bar where they worked together for 17 years was a man named Derek Chauvin. Now Derek Chauvin ended up becoming an officer in the Minneapolis Police Department, a position he held for 19 years up until today. We're recording this on Friday. I'm going to read to you uh, the police report 
filed the day of George Floyd's death. And I'm going to again, once again, reiterate that this will be disturbing. So if you want to fast forward through this, I totally don't blame you. But I'm going to read through the whole thing. On May 25th, 2020, someone called 911 and reported that a man bought merchandise from Cup Foods at 3759 Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis, Hennepin County, Minnesota, with a counterfeit $20 bill. At 8.08 p.m., Minneapolis Police Department, or MPD, officers Thomas Lane and J.A. Quang arrived with their body-worn cameras activated and running. The officers learned from store personnel that the man who passed the counterfeit 20 was parked in a car around the corner from the store on 38th Street. BWC video obtained by the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension shows that the officers approached the car, Lane on the driver's side and Quang on the passenger side. Three people were in the car. George Floyd was in the driver's seat, a known adult male was in the passenger seat, and a known adult female was sitting in the back seat. As Officer Lane began speaking with Mr. Floyd, he pulled his gun out and pointed it at Mr. Floyd's open window and directed Mr. Floyd to show his hands. When Mr. Floyd put his hands on the steering wheel, Lane put his gun back in his holster. While Officer Quang was speaking with the front seat passenger, Officer Lane ordered Mr. Floyd out of the car, put his hands on Mr. Floyd, and pulled him out of the car. Officer Lane handcuffed Mr. Floyd. Mr. Floyd actively resisted being handcuffed going to interject here and say that uh, video footage of this shows this to be untrue, but I will be reading from the police report and uh, we'll talk about any inconsistencies with the report afterwards, but just wanted to say that he did not resist. Once handcuffed, Mr. Floyd became compliant and walked with Officer Lane to the sidewalk and sat on the ground at Officer Lane's direction. In a conversation that lasted just under two minutes, Officer Lang asked Mr. Floyd for his name and identification. Officer Lane asked Mr. Lloyd if he was, quote, on anything, and explained that he was arresting Mr. Lloyd for passing counterfeit currency. Officers Quang and Lane, Lane stood Mr. Floyd up and attempted to walk Mr. Floyd to their squad car at 8.14 p.m. Mr. Floyd stiffened up, fell to the ground, and told the officers he was claustrophobic. MPD officers Derek Chauvin, the defendant, and Tao Thoa then arrived in a separate squad car. The officers made several attempts to get Mr. Floyd in the back seat of the car from the driver's side. Mr. Floyd did not voluntarily get in the car and struggled with the officers by intentionally falling down, saying he was not going in the car and refusing to stand still. Mr. Floyd is over six feet tall and weighs more than 200 pounds. While standing outside the car, Mr. Floyd began saying and repeating that he could not breathe. The defendant went to the passenger side and tried to get Mr. Floyd into the car from that side, and Lane and Quang assisted. The defendant pulled Mr. Floyd out of the passenger side of the squad car at 8.19 p.m. Mr. Floyd went to the ground face down, still handcuffed. Quang held Mr. Floyd's back, and Lane held his legs. The defendant placed his left knee in the area of Mr. Floyd's head and neck. Mr. Floyd said, quote, I can't breathe multiple times and repeatedly said, Mama and please as well. The defendant and the two other officers stayed in their positions. The officer said, you are talking fine to Mr. Floyd as he continued to move back and forth. Lane asked, should we roll him on his side? And the defendant said, no, staying put where we got him. Officer Lane said, I'm worried about excited delirium or whatever. The defendant said, that's why we have him on his stomach. None of the three officers moved from their positions. BWC video shows Mr. Floyd continue to move and breathe. At 8.24, Mr. Floyd stopped moving. At 8.25, the video appears to show Mr. Floyd ceasing to breathe or speak. Lane said, want to roll him on his side? Quang checked Mr. Floyd's right wrist for a pulse and said, I couldn't find one. None of the officers moved from their positions. At 8.27.24, the defendant removed his knee from Mr. Floyd's neck. An ambulance and emergency medical personnel arrived. The officers placed Mr. Floyd on a gurney and the ambulance left the scene. Mr. Floyd was pronounced dead at Hennepin County Medical Center. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner conducted Mr. Floyd's autopsy on May 26, 2020. The full report of the medical exam is pending, but the medical examiner has made the following preliminary findings. The autopsy revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. Mr. Floyd had underlying health conditions, including a coronary artery disease and hypertensive heart disease. The combined effects of Mr. Floyd being restrained by the police, his underlying health conditions, and any potential intoxicants in his system likely contributed to his death. 
The defendant had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds in total. Two minutes and 53 seconds of this was after Mr. Floyd was non-responsive. Police are trained that this type of restraint with a subject in a prone position is inherently dangerous. The defendant is in custody. So, a few inconsistencies here. Uh, apparently, the initial report is that uh, Floyd handed the cashier at the store a $20 check and that uh, the check was considered uh, counterfeit by the clerk, which led him to call the police. And the, the four police officers that eventually showed up uh, restrained him, uh, claimed that he was resisting arrest, which video evidence would later prove that he was not. And Derek Chauvin, who was his co-worker at this bar that they had worked together at, uh, placed his knee on his neck for almost eight and a half minutes, two of which were after he had stopped breathing. Which uh, is pretty fucking evident to me that he was murdered. Yeah. So uh, today, Friday, the day we're recording this, uh, Officer Chauvin was arrested and charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter, according to Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman. The investigation is ongoing, he says, adding that he anticipated charges against the other three officers involved in the incident, although we have not seen those yet. But all four officers are fired from their jobs, which is a start. Yeah. Uh, Chauvin has been arrested and charged, which is a, a start. start. But um, got to remember the names. Tau-Thau. Tau, Tau, I might have just butchered that, but, you know. Mm. Thomas Lane and J.A. Quang are the other three officers who have not been charged. Yeah. I, I think it's important to note that exactly what you said. It, it's a start. Um, we've seen in the past officers get charged for uh, murder, but very rarely have they been actually prosecuted for yeah, murder. Apparently this is like, which is pretty indicative of the system, but this is probably the quickest that a cop has ever been charged with something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, no saw quote, I saw a quote uh, uh, from the Hennepin County DA. Some, or I think it was that... Uh, uh, Hennepin County DA that said this is the fastest we've uh, ever prosecuted a police right. officer and oh, yeah. uh, and they're like I saw someone reply to it and they're like yeah you think this that's makes not you good, look pal. good but that's bad yeah that's it not took, good it took three days of riots mm-hmm. and like the city literally like being lit on fire right to do we'll this get- yeah, and we'll get to that, but um, so George Floyd is killed by Chauvin, and his office, his uh, supporting officers, uh, did nothing to stop this. Uh, a young girl whose name I will not say uh, for protection uh, recorded all this, and is uh, and if she didn't, like who knows? Because cops are, believe it or not, known to lie a lot. Really. Yeah, damn. Never not think. once have I. Big, honestly, Kyle, big if true. Yeah, but yeah, this girl recorded it and uh, is being accused of doing it for clout or numbers or fame or whatever. And she's like, no, I saw a man die in front of me. Yeah. Like, if I hadn't been there, they would have lied and nothing would have happened. We probably wouldn't have heard about it. Oh, yeah. No way. No yeah. way. But um, so this happened on May 25th. And later in the uh, later in the the week, I believe starting on the twenty sixth, uh, people started uh, protesting, as as they do when stuff like this goes viral. They start protesting, and initially the protests, from my recollection, were peaceful. It was people, you know, yeah. wearing masks for their protection. Because, lest we not forget, there's a fucking global pandemic going on. Right, COVID. Which, by the way, those people, like 90% of those people wearing masks, that is miles ahead of the people who were protesting uh, with actual weapons. Yeah. Like, the month prior. None of them were wearing masks. They were all yelling and pointing guns and whatnot. And, hey, what happened to them? They're all fine. None of them got arrested. No, not one death. 
But, um, yeah, it started peacefully, and then uh, local police showed up with riot gear, tear gas, and rubber bullets, which they proceeded to use, and uh, then things escalated. Yeah. And among among the protests that escalated, uh, a target on Lake Street in Minneapolis was ransacked and looted, uh, which... I guess a lot of people are saying, "Oh, wow! Now, now you can't even really uh, can't even really say that uh, it's about George Floyd anymore." Now you've kind of given away the high ground in this way to make it about yourselves. But, however, uh, this is from a man named Ian Coldwater who lives in Minneapolis. Uh, some context for people who don't live here. Target HQ is in Minneapolis. The Lake Street Target, which got looted tonight, is literally Target's experimental site for loss prevention and surveillance policies geared towards poor people. Very few people in the neighborhood like that Target. Which makes a whole lot more sense. I, I also heard that uh, that Target wasn't selling milk to people who had it, been tear gassed. Yeah, they th- apparently that local Target was very, very um, involved with the police and pro-police and uh, would not sell milk to protesters to get the tear gas out of their eyes. Which, by the way, tear gas isn't... Isn't tear gas, like, not allowed to be used in in war anymore? I don't know. It's a violation of the Geneva Convention. I don't know, but America violating the Geneva Convention, Kyle? If you're protesting and going against cops, then, hey, by all means. But, um... So, yeah, the target was looted. Uh, People were, you know, getting real angry about it. There was one woman who I saw a video of who um, looked like an elderly woman in a motorized wheelchair stopping people from going in and looting. Not only stopping people, but the video doesn't really show this. Uh, She was stabbing people. She she had a knife and was stabbing people who were exiting the building. And uh, very funny thing i saw after people were yelling oh she's stabbing people she's stabbing people she got sprayed in the face with a fire extinguisher it was very funny but turns out this woman isn't even old she's in her 30s and isn't even disabled she came there what she came there to uh look like a you know a sympathetic face and make it look like uh, oh these savages are attacking me Oh my yeah, it's God. ridiculous. And then um, there was a guy who was uh, breaking all the windows in an auto zone or advanced auto parts or whatever, who uh, is highly suspected to be like a police officer just starting shit. Uh, yes, a like St. Paul. Are doing stuff. Yeah, a St. Paul uh, police officer. I think the St. Paul Police Department has said that they they they're denying it. They're they're denying it, but I wouldn't doubt if like mm-hmm. this this is dead. If if it's definitely outside of the police department. Like they're gonna be like, yeah, we didn't order this guy to do that. Why would we do that? Of course yeah. they're gonna not yeah. directly. Also, order him. we're not going to fire him because he did it off of work. <sighs> but yeah, uh, and uh, Chauvin was arrested today, but it was speculated that he was uh, taken out of his house in Minneapolis and flown to florida he he escaped and went on a plane to florida where he also lives and works as a real estate agent what yeah apparently uh he's got a real estate license in florida and has a bunch of different houses all over the place and uh may or may not be a landlord oh big shock that's a uh interesting development but that was determined to not be true after he got arrested in Um. minneapolis but um yeah, things escalated, riots happened. Another notable thing that happened was Thursday night, uh, protesters broke into the 3rd Precinct police uh, police office in Minneapolis and set it ablaze. Yeah. Yeah, the photos of that are insane. Wild. It is, it's really crazy to see, and uh, honestly, good for them. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing we know, it's that, uh, you know... I, I think – I forget who I was talking to. I can't remember if it was you on the show or somebody outside the show. 
I, I asked, when will America have its own Bastille Day? This is pretty close. And I think we We're just got it. it. Yeah. I can't Once remember. They... I can't remember if it was to you, if it was on the show, or if it was on the group uh, FaceTime call. I was talking to somebody, Maybe. but I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, like there's like a there's a legit revolution brewing. Yeah. And w- like we were talking about like armed militia and all that. I think we might have just had our best deal day. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah. um Yeah, a lot of people I know are uh saying, Oh, that man shouldn't have died, but it's inappropriate to say fuck cops and they shouldn't be looting and you know, they've always said this. They said this during Ferguson, they said this yeah. during uh any of the other police brutality situations where black people have been uh executed in the streets. Not only that, they say that when Kaepernick kneeled during the anthem, which yeah. was a peaceful protest. They fucking say this shit all the time. Yeah, my question to those people who are saying, oh, this isn't the right way, what the fuck is? Yeah. What I, is the right way to I, protest? Because I, some guy takes a knee at a football game and everyone shits their pants and says, that's disrespectful. And then we try, or not not we, but protesters try standing in the street and blocking off cars and they try and, the people try and get run over. Like, I saw something, uh, a police officer tried running over uh, people standing in the way with their bikes recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's that, there's marches, what, and uh, everyone's saying, oh, you're not protesting right. And now they get to this and say, oh, oh, wow, these savages. Meanwhile, uh, like you said, a month ago, we had people storming government buildings with fucking assault rifles and military grade weaponry right and they're Pro- they're protesting, just pay no mind protesting they're, they're okay stay-at-home orders for a fucking pandemic that could kill them right talk about not only the fucking hypocrisy double standard but like if yeah. you're saying that people of color can't protest peacefully in the streets which is damn well their right, constitutional right fucking Storming a government building with an assault rifle? Yeah. Fuck you. Right. I saw I saw a couple of posts on Facebook today, um, from some people, and it was essentially the launch of these uh, these protesters in Minneapolis are showing that they can't function in our society. We need to do things the right way. We need to do things peacefully. We need to do this. Uh, you know, the the country we had their backs. We denounced the. Uh, uh, the actions of the officers. Everybody was against this. Nobody, they didn't have to loot. Um, fucking what? No. First yeah. off, the people who can't function in this society are the fucking people who, uh, who say that, you know, the people a month ago who were screaming in cops' faces, calling them tyrants, those are the people who can't function in our society because they can't do something for the betterment of other people. Which is nah, very those guys problematic. Are patriots. You kidding me? <laughs> oh, those guys were mad that they can't get like uh uh they can't go to um a cracker barrel or get a haircut. Open the Fuddruckers, folks. Yeah, um, open the Fuddruckers. That's our Bastille Day when the gates of Fuddruckers <laughs> are burst open. <laughs> um But these people are like, Oh, they do we gotta do things the right way. Fucking Yeah, we've the, tried that. And uh, you all have responded with violence, like uh, Dr. King's March in Selma. Yeah, I right? mean the the right that guy. Loves... That guy did everything by the book, protesting peacefully, and he got fucking killed by allegedly the FBI for it. Dude, the, the right loves saying shit like we need to do this the right way. They say that about they say that about people who want to come to this country, uh, who want to immigrate to this country for the betterment of themselves and their family. They say that about protests. They say that about literally fucking anything that doesn't go right. their way. When anything mm-hmm. wants change that doesn't go their way. Yeah. And it's to the point now where there for them there is no right way. Right. The right way is their way, which mm-hmm. is which is saying, which Oh, is, things were better uh, back in the uh, the good old days when uh you know, you all this when when this shit w- was still happening but not reported as such. It's almost it's like fucking... the right way for those people would be to shut up and let it happen to them. Oh my God, Kyle, that's a fucking but, insane but, thing to say. But that won't happen to us because uh, clearly our rights are being infringed upon when we have to stay inside. But uh, 
there's a double standard here that is clearly mostly to do with race, if if not entirely all to do with race. Yeah. And another example of that being as stark as it is was this morning. Uh, uh, a CNN correspondent named Omar Jimenez and yeah. his uh, team uh, were on the scene in Minneapolis covering the riots. He had a uh, he had a photojournalist and a producer with him, and his uh, photojournalist is Hispanic. Omar is black. I believe his producer is white. White, yeah. And I think but there was someone else with them. Someone else was with him, and I will get to that. Uh, um, so state police detained CNN correspondent Omar Jimenez, his producer, and his photojournalist shortly after 5 a.m. Uh, Central Time as Jimenez was reporting live from a street south of downtown near where a police precinct burning was earlier set ablaze, the 13th precinct. Jimenez could be seen holding his... The third. Oh, the third precinct. I'm sorry. Uh, Jimenez could be seen holding a CNN badge while reporting, identifying himself as a reporter, and telling the officers the crew would move wherever officers were needed them to. An officer gripped his arm as Jimenez talked, then put him in handcuffs. Uh, Quote, We can move back where you like. We are live on the air here. Put us back where you want us. We're getting out of your way. Wherever you want us, we'll get out of your way, Jimenez said to police before he was led away. Now, that's pretty that's pretty jarring for people watching that as it's happening. I I, I didn't see the video, but I guess as yeah. it was happening, someone, either a producer or someone back at the studio, was seeing this happen live and was explaining it as it was happening, and they were choking up. They, uh, It's shocking. It, it was two anchors on air. I don't know who, but, yeah, but they were, like, essentially, up. essentially, what he was saying was, "I've been a boot." He, the, the 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 male anchor was saying, "I've been a boots on the ground reporter in countless riots and many protests. Never once have I seen journalists yeah. and their teams arrested by state police." Right. Like yeah. the guy was shocked. Oh yeah. As as well, we should be. Boy. Yeah, it's horrifying. But um. Another guy who was there from CNN, his name's Josh Campbell. Uh, he also was in the area, but not standing with the on-air crew. Said he too was approached by police, but was allowed to remain. I identified myself. They said, "Okay, you're permitted to be in the area." Recounted Campbell, who is white. I was treated much differently than Jimenez was. Now, as I said, Josh Campbell is white. Omar Jimenez is black and Latino. His producer, by the name of Kirkos, is white. And his photojournalist, Mendez, is Hispanic. Pretty stark. Pretty stark. Pretty, uh, pretty stupid to do during a uh, racism-related riot protest. Not only I that. Pro- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say riot because it is a protest. Yeah. I, I, riot, riot denotes that there is something uh, wrong or bad about it. Yeah. But, yeah, during, during a uh, protest in response to a racist execution by police man that is not a great look i guess the governor of minnesota uh ensured he heard about it and said he took full responsibility and uh got those guys out yeah yeah they were they were gone or they were out by early morning yeah they were only in there for like an hour or two but still that's pretty that's pretty bad it's also indicative of the consequences of uh the words of our fucking president who consistently calls the press the enemy of the people and the fucking um, really the, the the primary target that you know oh, yeah. is responsible I, I, is responsible for distrust in this country. Uh-huh. Guess what? Fucking four journalists or, or four members of a news team were arrested. A news team that he is vocally uh, opposed to. And buddy, I will get to him. We will have a very long discussion about about our big wet boy, Donald Trump, but um, let me get back to uh, the point I was getting at. Okay, so uh, so these riots are happening, and uh, let it be known right now that uh, I am of the opinion. I don't know if you are Tim, but I'm sure we are simpatico here that the riot or the protests. I'm sorry, the looting is fine. It's good, actually. Yes. Because, hey, these guys are responding to being uh, murdered and being profiled as such. And when you show up 
to a peaceful protest like this with riot gear, ready to shoot people with rubber bullets and throw tear gas at them. What point is it? It's just it's such a massive sign of disrespect that they might as well just go, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's treat, let's act as they are treating us so they have yeah. something to really worry about. And not only is it fucking working. Yeah, it is, worked. Which is a miracle. It's not only working, but they're, you know what they're destroying and stealing? Property. Not lives. Property. Property can be replaced. Property can be replaced. People's lives cannot. This is a, this is not a savage riot done out of opportunism, as I've seen some people claim. This is an exercise of control. Yeah. This is them saying, hey, you're going to treat us like this? We're going to show you that we can't, we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah. And that is, that's great. Yeah. That is good, objectively. I know people who disagree with that, and I ex- try to explain as as uh, eloquently and neutrally as I can, which might be a bad idea at this point, that it's good. I had a whole conversation with my dad about this the other night, and he, he didn't get it, and I don't think we uh, found an even ground or an agreement on it, but I made my point. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with my mom about it this morning, which once again, yeah. she didn't see it, but I made my point. But yeah, so as a consequence of this, um, the gov- I believe the governor of Minnesota and the mayor of St. Paul and possibly the mayor of Minneapolis uh, are requesting the aid of the National Guard to help disperse the riots, to maintain order. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that is a bad idea. Yeah. What is a National Guard? They're guys Military. who can get into the Army. They're guys who are, like, sitting around with a thumb up their ass and have nothing to do until a natural disaster or uh, what is perceived to be a riot. And they have less training than the fucking police. So they want to go in there. They want to go guns akimbo, uh, blazing. And, honestly, it's a very good uh, litmus test if you are in... A position like this if you are god forbid in the police or the national guard if you're on your way to minneapolis and your buddies are saying oh boy i can't wait to go shoot some of these people fucking rethink your uh your occupation yeah rethink it yeah because obviously you're not fucking well the national guard is there to protect the people they're not there to protect the constitution they're not there to protect the president or the governor or whatever they're there at the uh, to uphold the uh, American people, dude. We thought that way about the police too, man. Yeah, that might be that might might be a bit naive, but like, golly gee, I sure hope some of them can turn against their brothers and uh, protect uh, the people rioting. But I don't know, man. I'm hoping. I'm hoping against hope. Maybe yeah, we hope. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the few things we can do. Maybe it's too cynical to say that uh, that I'm probably going to be wrong, but I hope not. That's eh, realistic. Yeah, but who knows? Riots might still happen tonight. Protests might still happen. I'm sure they will until uh, people get arrested and charged and convicted. So let me get into this. Let me get into the bad sure. guys in this situation. Yeah. Because there are more than you think. There are a few. There are quite a few. Obviously, at the top of the list are Chauvin, Thao, Lane, and Quang, the officers that did nothing. And by the way, Chauvin is your example when anyone brings up, uh, oh, not all cops are bad. Chauvin is your bad cop, right? Very he's the guy who's doing stuff wrong. He's a guy who loves violence. He has a proven record of killing people, which we will get to. Uh, but your good cops are the three guys who stood there and did nothing. I saw a uh, Those a are your good guys. I saw a Facebook post that said, uh, um, if you have ten bad cops and a thousand good cops, but the cops that are good don't say anything about the uh the 10 bad cops and you have a thousand and ten bad cops so i i i hear arguments from people and i've seen a lot of posts on facebook now about how uh, not all cops are bad you just got to root out the bad ones there are good cops you have to uh you have to get rid of the bad ones right uh ron apple spoils a whole bunch yeah 
Derek Chauvin is your bad cop in this situation. He is the one who killed George Floyd, put his neck on his or his knee on his neck until his windpipe was crushed, and uh, let it happen. Yeah, your good cops in this situation are Toe Thao, Thomas Lane, and Jay Quang, the ones who stood there and did nothing because they didn't kill him. They're the good guys. And the police are so fraternal. There's such an order of uh, of brotherhood in being a cop that they all love to do. Uh, they all love to have a code of silence around protecting their fellow officers. Yeah, like you see it all the time. And uh, even even movies where the cops are the heroes fall into this trap where it's like, yeah, we'll protect you. We know you just uh, blew up an entire town, but we'll try and get you to not go to jail. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a culture that is so deeply embedded into it that uh, I think the notion that there are good cops and bad cops is is bullshit. It's mo- it's moot at this point. It is easily disprovable. So those are your clear, obvious bad guys. All right. Now we're getting into a few more who um, are a little less predictable. Uh, you have Amy Klobuchar. Whoa, pumped the brakes there, Kyle. And I will explain. Amy Klobuchar was um, a head prosecutor. I believe she was district attorney of Hennepin County for for a while before she became a senator. And uh, notable about her career as a prosecutor was um, her involvement with Derek Chauvin. So I got this from an article discussing it. The Floyd case has put the national spotlight back on Klobuchar's days as a prosecutor in Hennepin County, particularly particularly as it became clear Derek Chauvin, the officer involved in Floyd's death, was involved in the death of another citizen while Klobuchar was prosecutor. Chauvin was one of six officers who fired on and killed Wayne Reyes in 2006 after Reyes reported, reportedly aimed a shotgun at a police after stabbing his friend and girlfriend. While the death happened during Klobuchar's tenure at the helm of Hennepin County Attorney's Office, the case did not go to a grand jury until after she left the office and became a senator. So, um, I mean, at face value, doesn't look great. Yeah. But six officers fired on this guy. Chauvin was one of them. A guy who is known to uh, kill people and yeah. Amy Klobuchar had the chance back in the day to prosecute him and put him in jail or at the very least keep him from becoming a police officer again and she decided not to very actively yeah very actively do- Amy Klobuchar people- loves to not prosecute people this is a pattern in her career a lot of people think that inaction means like there's some like inactivity but inaction is a very distinct decision yeah it takes it takes a choice to not do something mm-hmm. um i saw a um a uh tweet from uh comedian randy rainbow oh boy and uh, uh I, I know he was referencing hillary in this but um he uh donald trump tweeted out china just the word china and uh, Randy Rainbow tweeted out um, something along the lines of, this wouldn't happen if we elected a president with a v, and then completed the thought with Trump's China tweet. So it reads as, this wouldn't have happened if we uh, 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 elected a woman with a vagina. Which, in terms of joke writing, I'll give it a C-. minus. But in terms of making a good point, it gets a solid F. Yeah, I think, well... Randy Rainbow was probably referring to Hillary Clinton, but you, oh, without you took a doubt, it, you took it another way. I took it another way. Uh, in I, I took it as um, because there there were some candidates for this year's election that seemed promising. Um, but as we come to see, noted vagina haver Amy Klobuchar uh, still does a, does nothing. A top choice for vice president. By the way, oh yeah, maybe and, not and, after all this, but you know, yeah. I don't, I don't trust the uh, the Biden campaign's decision making skills. Endorsed by the New York Times, Amy Klobuchar. That's Remember right. Remember that fucking bullshit? Oh, yeah, that shit. ruled. Yeah, 
another notable prosecutor who could have done something while she had the chance and didn't. Uh, Kamala Harris, who is also one of Joe Biden's uh, front runners for VP, who had the opportunity to prosecute Steven Mnuchin for his misdeeds uh, and chose not to after he donated to her campaign. And uh, now he's the secretary of the Treasury. So great job. You did it, Kamala. Very good. I, I, I think I, it's I think it's an important takeaway is that, you know, there, there is some equality in the world. Um, women can be just as bad as men sometimes. And that's honestly, right. that's that's feminism if I've ever heard it. That's right. And I know I know Kamala is not the point, but just just as a comparison. But man, these yeah. prosecutors sure love not doing their jobs. It really rules. But um, you mentioned Trump. Believe me. He is also a bad guy here, going back to the obvious. So Wait, whoa, big uh, surprising news that Donald Trump isn't a good guy in this situation. Wow, surprising that Donald Trump isn't a good guy. <laughs> so uh, today at 12.53 a.m., Donald Trump tweeted, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. Now, this next tweet, Twitter actually uh, blocked. They, they said, said it glor- this, this glorifies tweet violence. violates the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible, which so they're basically doing uh, nothing. Nothing, but at least they're recognizing that it's not a great tweet. They're fact-checking him now, which uh, Trump has decided uh, warrants a executive order to kneecap their First Amendment rights. Kneecap their First Amendment rights and rights as a private business, but also um, very sad to see that uh, Mark Zuckerberg will not does not like the fact-checking thing and doesn't believe that uh, Facebook should fact-check um, uh, the president. Uh, once again, a uh, very bad opinion by noted pedophile Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, won- a child molester who has died of COVID. Uh, I heard that Mark Zuckerberg died of trying to suck his own dick. That's right. And you will not, and we will not be allowing fact checking on that. That's right. It's not allowed. But uh, yeah, so here's the tweet that Twitter blocked. It says these thugs. Thugs is in all caps are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. I just spoke to Governor Governor Tim Walls and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty and we will assume control built, uh, any difficulty and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And uh, just a little history on that one, folks. Uh, That phrase was first uttered by uh, uh, the chief of police of Miami in 1967, which was historically uh, very aggressive towards people of color and um, kind of used it as a justification of uh, for shooting uh, people Unarmed of color men. during riots. Yeah. So uh, Trump, uh, later in the day, uh, he reiterated on these comments and said, looting leads to shooting, and that's why a man was shot and killed in Minneapolis on Wednesday night. Or look at what just happened in Louisville with seven people shot, which we'll get to later. I don't want this to happen, and that's what the expression put out last night means. It was spoken as a fact, not as a statement. It's very simple. Nobody should have any problem with this other than the haters and those looking to cause trouble on social media. Honor the memory of George Floyd. Who gives a shit? In the wise words of Donald Trump, wrong. You're wrong. This isn't about your fucking haters, you idiot. But um, Wait, he mentioned Trump- he mentioned Louisville, and I will I will talk about that a little later. But Wait, Kyle, what's that? Trump saying something about the haters in a very distasteful tweet. Where have I seen that one before? Mm. But I got one more bad guy on this list, and then uh, another general one. Uh, um, final one I I've gotten to, which is more of a personal thing, just because of how distasteful it, it seems to me is uh, a journalist from the website Boing Boing, or used to be. Yeah, that's not a real... I don't think that's a real website, and even if it is a real website, I think we can nary call it journalism. It was, it was a, it's like a tech website. I don't believe she works for it anymore. Oh, she has a Patreon. Ew. But her name is Zenny Jardin, or Zenny Hardin, 
which, uh, may I say right now, is not her real name. Her real name is Jennifer Ham, and she yeah. uh, changed it to sound more Latina for clout. But she's like bash a my hashtag head a resistance wall. lib who uh, loves posting stuff like, I want to smoke weed with Joe Biden in the dank house, and just stuff like that, and believes that any backlash she gets to her awful tweets is due to Russia or trolls or the dirtbag left or whatever. But she posted this at 8.30 this morning. A gentle reminder that provoking racial conflict between Americans to weaken the U.S. is a tactical goal by the Russian military assault on our 2016 election sought to achieve, and did. They're doing the same right now. Trump is their surrogate. Don't forget. Uh, Kyle, it is confirmed that Abraham Lincoln was a Russian bot. That's right. But uh, Very sad. To, 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 find out. to say that this is due to Russian interference. That's fucking stupid. Instead of the very real uh, instances of systemic racism, the over militarization and often wanton brutality of our police forces at the expense of black people and pe- other people of color and saying, yeah, it's the Russians. Yeah, because. That's just that's just a different side a different side of the same coin in that we see on the the right the the U.S. is number one we're we're perfect if you don't like it leave the flip side of that coin is America's never wrong it's the Russians uh, the Russian bots that came and screwed up our effing elections guys Russia RussiaGate is QAnon for liberals yeah but uh, and then other bad guys in this or anyone who's uh, trying to defend. Uh, well, not maybe not defend the police, but I have seen people saying back the blue and all this. Uh, great job missing the point, you fucking idiots. But the people are saying, nah, looting. Oh, now you've ruined your, your integrity here. Uh, why can't you just protest peacefully and all this? I have a, a close family friend who's very religious, and I love, I love her and I love her family to death. But um, she claims that uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, I'm sorry. She claims that anyone who's protesting like this is doing it a disservice to a man who loved Jesus and his teachings, as George Floyd did, which is uh, uh, offensive. <laughs> that, is, that is mental gymnastics, that on, is a, mental gymnastics. on a level that I've fucking um, That I've is never Olympic level mental gymnastics, right? That's a gold medal winner. <laughs> but it is, it's very... Like you're never gonna get it, you will never understand it. No, at that and point I, I you're saw just someone your who back. responded to that, who is black, who responded to her and said, "You don't get to speak about this. This is the, you. Thank, thankfully, you've always had great experiences with the police because she posted about um, saying fuck cops is wrong. Now let me tell you about the time the cops helped me. Way to make it about you, first off. But this woman is like, I'm not doing this with you. You get to talk about." All you want about how the cops helped you, but you're white. You don't understand it the way I do and my brothers and sisters do and any black person would. You don't get profiled. People don't cross the street when you walk towards them. You don't ever get to speak about this as if you have some sort of authority. And good for them. Good for her for saying that. And I wish people would say it more. Yeah. Uh, the fucking president the president said it he was like you're dishonoring George Floyd's memory fuck you you don't give a shit I bet he didn't even write those tweets oh no I think he wrote them I don't know that's so fucking stupid he writes all the ones that are in caps that are like China and Obamagate Obama but he doesn't write the ones that are more than like six words that's fair that's a fair that's a fair assessment because I don't um, think he can string together four and then have the rest be coherent yeah but even in uh, a horrible racist society like this, this has been a very bad month for black people getting killed by the police. So as, as I mentioned in a few episodes ago, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was killed while jogging by two racists. And um, the guy who was following him in his truck recording the video turned out to be someone who uh, was friends with them. And he also got arrested. Uh, Tony McDade is another one who is... Uh, a man who was killed by police in Tallahassee. And uh, previous reports 
stated that uh, McDade was a woman, and they would use McDade's uh, dead name in reports. But uh, a lot of people who were friends with Tony and knew him said, that's not right, Tony identifies as a man. So we shall be referring to Tony as, as such here. Tony was a black trans man who, uh, the, a day prior to his death, was beaten up by a group of men for being trans. And uh, he had posted a live video on Facebook saying he wanted revenge on the group of men. Uh, and he said, you killed me. I'm going to kill you. I'm living suicidal right now. And uh, apparently he had fatally stabbed one of these men. Police was called on him. A standoff ensued. And uh, he was shot dead. And um, as he predicted, he would have a standoff with the police. The police killed him. Which, uh, once again, unacceptable. Uh, Me- meanwhile, meanwhile, you have fucking Dylan Roof. Led to led to his car in handcuffs. They stopped to get him fucking Burger, Burger King. King. You have the fucking Joker asshole in Colorado. Yeah. You have the people who were prote- protesting a few weeks ago. Nothing happened. Yeah. Stuff like that. And uh, Botham John, who was in his apartment, woman who was a cop, came in thinking it was her apartment, uh, freaked out and killed him. Stuff like that. And then uh, in another instance, very similar to that, a woman named Brianna Taylor, who was an EMT from Kentucky. In March, uh, Taylor was shot at least eight times when three officers forcibly entered her apartment to serve a search warrant in a narcotics investigation. The department said the men announced themselves and returned gunfire when Taylor's boyfriend fired at them. But in a wrongful death lawsuit, Taylor's mother said that the officers didn't knock at all and should have called out their search because the suspect they'd sought had already been arrested. Officers oh. did not find drugs in her apartment when they entered. So these officers uh, issued a no-knock no order, burst into her house, and when the people who were living there who were not... Uh, involved or guilty at all tried to defend themselves uh she was killed and now her boyfriend is being charged for firing at the police which is insane they should be fucking cops should be arrested for breaking and entering absolutely and murder and murder yeah if you do that then that's not something that goes away with paperwork so yeah there's a pattern here even in the last like month or two I guarantee you a part of the reason why there's such big cover-ups not only is to protect the good name of the police but I guarantee you some of these fuckers are just lazy and don't want to do do the paperwork. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, that that there's just been such a pattern of this stuff, executions of black people. And you can go back years and there's so many names, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, uh Michael Brown, Eric Garner, all of these guys. And I'm worried about this girl who um took the video of uh george because the guy who took the video of eric garner's death got arrested by the cops thrown in solitary and he's still there like no way that wasn't retaliatory yeah no way so i'm worried i'm worried for her safety it's almost like the police will use their uh authority in order to uh snuff out the resistance yeah but hey they burned. They burned down a police precinct. Yeah, fucking. And they got in there and they destroyed it. Yeah. Now, you know what you can do now. Now everyone knows you can do that. Yeah. You can do that to a police office, uh, a police precinct. You can do it to an ICE detention facility. You could do it to any of these places where these like gross injustices are being perpetrated. And hopefully, hopefully, I'm not saying that this is definite, but hopefully you can get away with it. You can show them that you aren't going to take this shit anymore as exactly what happened in Minneapolis. Fine. You think we're savages? We'll show you being savages. We'll show you what we together in solidarity can do. Yeah. 
And and the good thing is that the protests in Minneapolis fucking worked for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh, Chauvin was, like we said earlier, arrested and charged with third degree murder and, and manslaughter. And manslaughter. Um, it's like, but like we said earlier, it's a start. Whether or not he'll get prosecuted and actually found guilty, that's a whole fucking other story. Mm-hmm. And probably one we won't get an answer to for a couple years. Right. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this fucking story plays out. Yeah, but here are some things you can do in order to take part. Because uh, I know a lot of my friends who are seeing this and are shocked and appalled and infuriated, as they should be. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, I want to go to Minneapolis. Uh, it has been made clear by organizers of, the, of these protests who are black. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. I get the impulse. Don't do it. Because not only... Are you just going to go there and probably just fuck shit up? But, you know how many people are going to say, oh, they're astroturfing, they're busting people in, and it would be true if that happened? They're going to do it anyways because it's bad faith, but I, I, I don't think it would be a good idea. So, Plus, there's a pandemic going on that's still highly contagious. Oh, absolutely. But I, have donate, I personally have donated to a few causes – uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund is one of them. They are putting money together to bail out protesters, which is a great cause. Mm-hmm. And um, another one is the Louisville Community Bail Fund, which is doing the same thing at riots and uh, protests in Louisville uh, after Breonna Taylor's death. Um, I believe, I haven't looked this up, but I do believe that there is a GoFundMe for George Floyd's funeral services. Yeah. Which is a uh, memorial fund set up. Which I'll be looking up and donating to. And I highly encourage any of you to donate to these things. But um, that that's that's what I can think of at the moment. Yeah. For those. But yeah, if you got if you got spare change, send it their way, because they're gonna need it. Like this is this is a way that you can show solidarity and you can take action without endangering yourself or others if you if you aren't in the minnesota area and i highly suggest you do it mm-hmm. um also just keep as as silly as it sounds keep posting about it yeah keep bringing attention to it because it deserves this level of attention post posting is praxis i guess in this in this respect but um if you're like me who you're disgusted with the treatment of this if you feel like you're helpless and that there is, you know, nothing that you can do like there is. And I hope you I hope you look into it. We'll be posting links in our in the description of the episode. We'll probably mm-hmm. put them out on Twitter as well. Um, give what you can. I've been given money, which is nice because uh, it's it's all of my unemployment money that I've been given. <laughs> so it's the so, government's hey, money. Hey, New York State, thanks for doing your part. Um, but yeah. No, seriously, this is these are very good causes, and I hope you do it. And um, uh, George and all these people shouldn't have died. Yeah. That's all I got. Tim, you got anything? Uh, that sums it up. I want to end the episode today with a speech by Martin Luther King Jr. in which he talks about how a riot is the language of the unheard. And while he didn't support actions such as, such as riots, we all know he was a pacifist. Uh, he understood where they were coming from and why they were a thing and why they were, if not necessary, but prevalent. So I think um, if you support the riots, if you don't support the riots, if you think they're helpful or destructive or anything like that, I think uh, it would be a great idea to just listen and see what he has to say. As I've always said, and I will always continue to say, that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that non-violence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that violence will only create more social problems than they will solve, that in a real sense it is impractical for the Negro to even think of mounting 
a violent revolution in the United States. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way. Continue to affirm that there is another way. But at the same time, it is as necessary for me to be as vigorous in condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn riots. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention.